Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. Hindsight with God, you understand, but in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay Stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. And our prayer for you in this conversation is that you are drawn closer to Christ, not closer to anything else but Christ. That's it. If there's any distractions or anything else going on in your day, we just pray that you look to Jesus, look up to the sky if you have to, and focus on Him. So throughout this conversation, we are going to be talking about some deep stuff today. Molly Barrows, she's with Gulf Coast Confidential. She's a podcast host. She's an author. She's a TV host and producer. And she's the mom of Vivian, who we love. (laughs) We do. We love Vivian. She's so sweet. Oh, thank you, Ricky. That's an awesome introduction. But yes, I that's probably the title I love the most these days is being Vivian's mom. Yes, and she's so sweet. We saw her at... A Christmas event, and she just was shining bright. She's yes, so cute. she is. She's eleven. She turned eleven in December, and uh, she is. Yeah, the apple definitely doesn't fall far from the tree. She she loves to shop. She has a little bit of a performing gene in there too. I think she likes to put on a show. Yes, when the opportunity presents itself. Absolutely. <laughs> so you are gifted and talented in broadcasting. And you are a huge part of my life. I mean, you're like, wow, 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 wow. When um, I graduated from school, you were right there into my transition to broadcasting. Yes. And you helped me and you gave me godly wisdom about the broadcasting industry. And it put me on a good foundation. So thank you so much for just being a good mentor in that season. Oh, wow. Ricky, thank you so much. I was tickled when you reached out to me to be on your show. I just love it, first of all, and I love the mission. And uh, you're right. Anytime we can elevate the name of Jesus and the Lord over ourselves, he is worthy to be praised amongst all of it. And it's tough in an industry like broadcasting where it puts self and ego over everything else. But, you know, it's an opportunity to tell the truth. It's an opportunity to use your God-given gifts to shine. So you did that. You rocked and rolled, I felt like, you you know, in the broadcast (laughs) industry. It was fun. It was fun. And I'm still learning new stuff. I mean, okay, so that's what we're going to talk about here today is that – God has continued to put you in places where people are able to hear 
the stories that you're exposing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are still a newscaster. You, I mean, you worked in news. Yes. If you want to tell everyone what your career was like in news, do you mind just sharing sure. so they know that you have a background in this? Yes. So, you know, when I was a student coming up in elementary school, high school, I ended up gravitating towards writing. So at some point I knew for sure I was going to get a college degree and I was going to be a writer. And I got involved in newspaper in high school and I became editor of the the Eagle Echo over in Niceville. And I just really fell in love with journalism. So when I went to college, I decided I was going to go into print journalism, but I ended up going into broadcasting because the instructors at the University of West Florida, where I went to school, they had a documentary, uh, a grant to do documentaries. And so they encouraged me. They said, you know, you're a great writer, Molly, but we think you could also be a good fit for broadcasting. And so I just started to learn the business. I knew I was never going to be that girl that wanted to shoot, if you will, or edit. I can do those things, but it was more about the writing. It was more about the storytelling. And it was about connecting with people. And I really fell in love with journalism because it was that opportunity to, A, use a skill that I had, but then develop skills I didn't know that I had, which was connecting with people. And then I gravitated towards those stories where I could potentially be a voice for the voiceless or, or share emotions and what I'd felt like I learned from people with everyone else because I want them to feel what I feel on some of these stories. I mean, you really have given a voice to the voiceless for how long have you been doing this? Gosh, it's been over 20 years. So I graduated from high school in 1996, uh, excuse me, college in 1996. And then I went to work for WAR had a sister station, WFGX in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, Mm -hmm. where my parents lived. And so I Started out there, you know, hardly making anything as we all do first starting out, but I loved it. And I I worked with a a photographer, so I didn't have to be a one-man band, like Mm -hmm. they say, when you go and shoot your own stuff and then come back and write it. So I was blessed in that regard. I got to do the part that I really loved, which was focused strictly on reporting. And then I came over to WAR uh, in Pensacola around 19, I think the end of 1998. And then I was there for almost 20 years. So I've been doing this since 1996. It's hard to believe it's been that long, but you know, the media industry has changed so much too. So much. And I feel like that our background in television news yes. really comes into play with this modern way of delivering news, whether it's online or through podcasting. Right. It's still the basic elements of broadcasting. It's, you know, finding good content, editing, yeah. getting it out to it's people. It's so fun. Yes. It Isn't is. it great? I mean, and you just meet so many people along the way that yes. you're just like, I'm so glad I met you. You know, like you. Yes. That's why I love to work, honestly, because <laughs> you just meet people that you're like, thank you, God, I got to meet you because of putting me in this position, you know? Yes. And you learn so much. And that's what I love so much about news is I felt like it really opened up my eyes. You know, growing up middle-class girl in Jacksonville, Florida, I had a great upbringing, but at the same time, I was not exposed to how many other people lived, whether it was in extreme poverty or if they came from a family where they had criminals that were serving time, you know, people that were serving time in prison. Um, and so I had this very, I, would, I wouldn't say rigid, but I, I had a, a naive view of the world, very black and white. I yeah. remember when I first started working for WFGX, in the middle of the day, they said, oh, you know, you get your story assignment, you have all day to find it, to interview people. And whatever this particular story assignment was, it might have just been something on a, on a gas tax or a, a garbage collection tax. But I needed to go to a certain neighborhood. And they, they said, knock on doors, find people to respond about this story. Yeah. And I looked at them and I said, but it's 12 o'clock on a Monday. Nobody will be home. They're all going to be at work. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? And interrupt their day? And interrupt their day. Right. But sure enough, yeah. there are people at home for a variety of reasons. Yeah. 
and, you know, so it was just, yeah. it was like you said, you meet all kinds of people from all different walks of life. And I felt like it was just such a blessing to be able to learn how the world worked that way. Exactly. So now you're doing Gulf Coast Confidential. It's a podcast. Yes. And you're hosting it. And it's also on a video platform. So YouTube, yes. uh, anywhere podcasts are offered, it's video and audio. And I just love that you have said yes to do this, Molly. I mean, these are some intense stories. They are. You're right. And I appreciate it, Ricky. It was uh, something that kind of came about organically about, uh, I guess, in June of 2022 was the first Gulf Coast Confidential story. I'd been playing with the idea of Gulf Coast Confidential for some time because mm -hmm. I do gravitate towards the crime stories. And mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know exactly why, but I think part of it is just because I don't like to see people hurt. Right. And I want to help if I can. Mm -hmm. And victims of crime, victims of any sort of thing that causes injury, whether it's physical or emotional, mm -hmm. my heart hurts for them. And I feel led to try to at least let them know people here and it's validated. Right. And in so many crime stories, you know, again, growing up, I felt like I had this perception of, well, if you do something wrong, there must be something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And and while that's true to a certain extent, it people are broken and they yes. don't really come into these situations most of the time, whether it's criminal or otherwise, thinking, I want to ruin my life. Right. I, I'm going to go into this marriage with the idea that, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to love my wife. I'm not yeah. going to kill her one day or yeah. my children or whatever the case may be. But exactly. Life circumstances happen. And, and that's what I want to get to the root of with Gulf Coast Confidential. It's about bringing to light these stories that made an impression on me back in the day. A mm -hmm. lot of them are headline making cases that I remembered from way back when, um, and then cover also covered way back when. But it's about learning, finding what those lessons that we can take away from some of these crimes, what we can learn from them. Why exactly. not just about salacious details, but about this is what people are capable of, but right. also what can we learn from this to protect ourselves? And also what can we learn from this to have more compassion towards our fellow man? Because sometimes yes. people just need support before it gets to that point. Molly, that's so huge. Like the compassion aspect of this, because as a journalist, you have to see both sides. Yes. And so does God. Yes. And I think that's, you're exactly right. You know, yeah. this has been a journey in trying to find my voice too, because as a trained journalist, as you know, you come up going, we have to look at both sides. You have to get all sides of that, of, of the issue. Um, but the side that you try to keep out is your own personal opinion, your own feelings and yeah. thoughts. No adjectives. No adjectives. Okay. Time out. Anytime, food for thought. This has nothing to do about Jesus. <laughs> but anytime you hear an adjective on a newscast, that's not journalism. Red flag. <laughs> it's not supposed to be opinion. It's supposed I feel to be like you told me that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. I don't know. But I, yeah, I mean, I learned that in that season when I first met you of just like the reason why we don't use adjectives because it's not our place. Right. We're not trying to put color or spin on it. We're yeah. not trying to tell people how to think. And and I don't want to tell people how to think when I bring up these old stories either with Gulf Coast Confidential, but I choose the quotes that I choose for a reason. I choose the material that I use for a reason. And it's because I do have opinions as to why these stories matter. Yeah. And I don't want to tell people what to think. For instance, you know, when I, I talked about UWF, my instructor's having a grant to do documentaries. And okay. they were just wrapping up one on Cuba when I first started the broadcast program at UWF, and they were starting one on the death penalty. Okay. And so it was fascinating. Um, I got to work with my several lady instructors. Um, they were the ones in charge of the whole project, and they invited me to go as a student to Angola, which is the death penalty prison in Louisiana. 
Holy moly. And we spent a couple of days. We drove over there and we were following the case of, a, of an inmate. His name uh, was Dobie Gillis. And he was being advocated for, if you will, represented by not a legal sense, but in a, in a moral and ethical sense by a nun. Helen Prejean, she was from Louisiana. She became an activist against the death penalty. She was um, advocating for him. It, it basically turned out in a nutshell that Dobie Gillis was, he was on death row for killing a white woman. He was a black man. And so there was questions at the time about whether or not racism played a role in the jury's decision. They came to a verdict fairly quickly. And so she was saying, I'm not saying he didn't do it or he did. She said, I'm saying there's questions about the process and is it fair? And did he really get adequate representation mm -hmm. because of his because he's poor and this, that, and the other. But we drove to Louisiana. We saw Angola. We got a tour from the warden, and it was an old plantation. And still, to this day, they grow their own food, and they have the inmates laboring in the fields to grow their own food, which is a great use of resources, if you will. But it, knowing the history of that place and looking out when we were driving around back in the 90s, it sort of was blew my mind a little bit. I felt like suddenly we were back 200 years again. You yeah, know? And it's blowing my mind right now. I don't know what to think. I'm like, no. It was crazy. And then yeah. we drove around uh, to another part of the grounds, if you will, where the yeah. cemetery was because they're it, I, I didn't think about that, of course, but people die. Yeah. A lot of times these are folks that don't come from backgrounds where their families could afford to bury them properly or any kind of formal way if they even have family members. Some of them go to prison. They never get out. People die. They be forgot they're forgotten. This was a cemetery for inmates that die there on the property, and there were no names. It was all numbers. Mm -hmm. And it broke my heart. I was like, you know, I Lord, what can I do? And and again, I know we all put ourselves in those situations where we end up in life. And right. those men made decisions that put them there in that prison. That's and, true. And 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 mm -hmm. you know, so but at the same time, yeah. I still see human beings that God made. And I would not want my loved one yeah. to be in a basically a nearly unmarked grave, just well, a number. And some unrightfully judged. Right. And some who did not do the crime. Right. That's, you know, I mean, those numbers are more than just a number. They're not just, they're not a number. It's a human being. It's a human. It's a soul. And it's a life that you may see with Jesus one day. Exactly. Know? And so with Gulf Coast Confidential, I, I found that several of the stories that I covered back in the day kind of brought me back to that trip when I was a student journalist mm -hmm. trying to get a feel for what's going on in the world and the the death penalty that the several of my stories that I've covered are about the death penalty and how the mm -hmm. death penalty has been impacted by cases here in Pensacola how the death penalty has been impacted by the murder of a little playmate that I had growing mm -hmm. up in Jacksonville yeah um so it seems like I never dreamed that I would grow up to be a reporter that focused so much on the dark side of life, on crime, because I'm I'm basically a happy person. Yeah, very happy. You, and know? you smile, and <laughs> you're just see what I'm saying. But I like to have fun. Exactly. I like to joke. But you know, yeah. I guess it, in a way, if I didn't have that, then it would be hard to balance it out. But like, I do get into these heavy issues, and I don't tell people what to think about the death penalty because I wouldn't want anybody telling me what to think about it. So it's not about expressing my opinion. It's just about saying. These are my experiences in life. This is what I was exposed to. This is what my thoughts were at the time that I saw it. These are yep. the cases that I ended up covering later on yep. um, and why the death penalty, you know, is an issue. So right. it's just about, I guess, sharing my perspective on things so that people can know when it comes to news, 
we're not just robots. We're not just, you know, it is important to, 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 to trust your source. And I want people to know that I do my research, yeah. that I'm not just sharing facts willy nilly, but there is a purpose to me sharing these facts because I want to put it in context of saying, you know, uh, I'm a person too. And this is the impact that covering these cases had on me. And this is why I do it. Right. So you know where I'm coming from. Even if I'm not sharing my opinion, it's more opinion than I'm used to giving I'll right. put it that way. Well, and the thing that I want the listener to know right now is that you are gifted to do this. Like God has gifted you to do this. <laughs> you. you are good at it. So you keep doing it. Like <laughs> we want you to continue. Thank you, you keep Ricky. doing it. Well, and that's what for the person listening, if you're trying to figure out what your gifting is and what you're good at, like this is a beautiful picture of someone walking in their gifting, their God-given gifting. You know, how rare is it that you meet someone who's so good at exposing the darkness. <laughs> I you know, know what I mean? Yes. And yet you have said yes, you have done it, and you have done it well. You have found your resources. You are going to your sources, looking at both sides, and bringing forth your best effort to present a story so that the other person can read it and know, hey, this is what happened. You yes. Know? To me, it's about opening eyes. It's about um, letting people see how it feels to be in someone else's shoes. I right. am all about empathy at the end of the day, I think is yes. what it is. Oh, yeah. You know. See what I'm saying? Yes. But see, for you who's listening, I'm talking to you right now. God has gifted Molly to do this. So he has equipped her with empathy, compassion, the desire to seek the truth, and then to report it justly. Like he has given her this big responsibility and you've handled your gifting very well. So for the person listening, I just want you to be able to see this as your relationship with God. God, what do you want me to do? Maybe you are walking in that gifting right now and learn from Molly about how she's carrying this gifting because it is a gift. It is. And it's scary too, because, yeah. you know, like we were talking about before we started recording, there's been a lot of changes in my life. And, and, and when you're hurting, yes. you know, it, it can also bring in a lot of doubts. Mm -hmm. So starting this podcast was my way of going, this is what I want to do. You know, mm -hmm. there was, I'd never done it before. I didn't really have a plan when I started. I just mm -hmm. thought these are the stories that are important to me. This is how I know to tell it. Journalism's important to me. Yep. I know it's taken some dings and been under fire, and rightly so in some cases. But yep. I want people to know that there are journalists in this world that do care about telling the truth and do yep. care about telling people stories and advocating for those who really can't speak for themselves. And so when I started doing this, that was my goal, was to bring that truth to light. And, and the enemy doesn't want that. You know, the mm. enemy doesn't want the truth to be known. And I know. He can and keep he people lurks. trapped. Yes, yes exactly. He can keep people trapped, but he is lurking. Like, he is not good. You know, no. I mean, it just, think of, I mean, you don't think, but like all the ways that the enemy tries to cover something up where it's like, no, this needs to be exposed. Like, yes. Someone, oh, no, like the bad things, can, you know, when you yes. can expose something and bring truth to it, I mean, obviously it has to be done in the right way, just like we've been talking about this whole time, but like we cannot turn our faces. Yes. And it's how the, exactly. And I think the enemy uses a variety of tools to convince us to turn our faces. Yeah. You know, and, and for me going down this path, like you said, I do feel like it's using my gifts and it's such a blessing and it's so rewarding to see the reaction that the podcast has received and yes. to hear people respond to the stories. Um, but, you know, on the personal side of that, it has been an uphill climb. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 
battling my own emotions. It's battling my own internal pain and confusion right. with personal things that happen in my life. And I'm like, well, why should I do this anymore? Does this even yeah. matter? And it's that internal talk that I think we all have to struggle with yeah. and occasionally. And sometimes it's the enemy and sometimes it's just ourselves oh, yeah. tripping ourselves up. Oh no, there is a prayer. <laughs> it's like the message translation. I wrote it on a, a poster board and it was talking about the Lord's prayer, like um, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And it's from Matthew and it it's chapter six. It's verses nine through 13. This is how it reads in this translation. It says, our father in heaven, reveal who you are, set the world right, do what's best as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Okay, this is the part I want you to listen to where Molly was just talking about. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I am my own worst enemy. The self-doubt, the perfectionism, yes. it just undermines the Lord's ability to work in our lives. It really does. It really does. Okay, so then this is the next part because it just is like, yes, Jesus, like you are so powerful. <laughs> Your grace is good. It says, you're in charge, talking about God. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're ablaze in beauty. And then the last three words are yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. I love it. No, it's so encouraging. So encouraging. It's so good because it's like, Thank you, God, for just giving us gifts and talents to be able to use for your glory. And the thing I want to talk to you about, too, is in journalism, you know, exposing the truth is not an easy thing to do because you are working with two sides that are very emotional. Yes. Even if they don't look emotional, there's a, you know, these, these are people's lives. Yes. Um, and I just want to share two verses. So Ephesians 5 verse 11, it says, take no part in the unfruitful works of the darkness, but instead expose them. I mean, I just kind of want to know your thoughts on that, if that's okay. Yes. So it is like a little fire in my heart when I pick up on lies and I just, you know, I, for whatever reason, gift or otherwise, I do feel like I have a, a good radar for like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I, you know, whether it's covering a meeting or just talking to people, I'm like, mm, that's not entirely true. But when I see someone, especially an underdog, someone who's being abused, whether it's, you know, in a crime story, if it's a lot of times too, it's about the system. But, you know, when you expose darkness, there's a cost, there's a price that, mm -hmm. you know, people don't like to be exposed. And of course, there's that adage of, you know, don't kill the messenger. Right. But of course, it's much easier to, to, again, there's a lot of journalists out there and there's good reason for people not to trust them. But for the most part, there's a set of principles and guidelines that we're all following. There mm -hmm. are legal avenues to pursue if you're telling something inaccurately. Um, and but, but people who are being exposed to know that what's being talked about is true, perhaps they've been caught doing something illegal, perhaps right. there's been some corruption, they haven't done their jobs, they haven't done the right thing, and you're the one standing there pointing your finger. That's what I feel like I try to do with a lot of these stories. I stand there and I point the finger. I'm like, here's why it went wrong. Right. Here was the problem. Yeah. And here's what needs to be done about it. Or here's what could be done about it. Right. And standing there and pointing the finger, if they can't defend themselves by saying you're wrong, your research is wrong, your facts are wrong, then of course they're going to attack you personally. Yeah. And I think people find that whether they're journalists or not, anytime you're, whatever work you're doing, anytime you expose or step on the toes of someone who is being manipulative, who is lying, who is not mm -hmm. being honest, who is doing something wrong, anytime you have the light of Jesus and you bring that into a room, whether you're intending to expose it or not, yeah. the enemy is going to know you're there. And oh, that yeah. person is going to have their spirit 
it's like you irritate their spirit just by your very presence. So that's why yeah. it's important to stay close to the Lord and to, to, for me, and know what my internal talk is and know where the enemy tries to undermine me. Because when you are trying to fight to expose the darkness, there are plenty of people as well as the enemy who don't want that to happen and they will come after you personally yeah. and even use, again, your own internal talk to come after yourself. Yeah. And there's one more scripture that Molly and I, we talked about before we started recording on the podcast and it's from John 3.20. It says, for everyone who does wicked things, hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. And yes. I just wanted to share that because, I mean, it says right here in the beginning, for everyone who does wicked things, hates the light. And I don't know if anyone out there, if you're a Christian, you're a believer, and you feel like you're being persecuted. I mean, hundreds of people are still, thousands of people are still getting persecuted. Yes. And I mean, you can think about it on a big platform of like being murdered, or you could think of it on a much less platform of gossiping. You know, I mean, yes. not to make it that small, but it's just like the enemy wants the light to stop. The yes. enemy wants the light to go down. And we have to trust God. Yes, that's the hard part. You know, when when we were talking about me coming on, I was looking at some of the scriptures that I feel like the Lord has yeah, led me yeah, to yeah. over the years. Yes. Um, and, and then most recently in this season. Yeah. And, uh, and there's several, but one that's been in my mind a lot lately uh, is one that actually, when I was born, my mom had our pastor pray and he said, okay, Psalm 116. And I think it's, yeah, 116 uh, verse 17. Okay. And it basically says... You know, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. Yeah. And it's about being thankful when you're doing what the Lord wants you to do, and sometimes the path doesn't always seem clear, which to me, it's all still sort of unfolding as I go. There's times when I'm like, Lord, I feel like this is what you want me to do, but I'm not really sure, um, you know, yes. what is the next step? And, and I feel yes. like the Lord's been saying, you know... Thank me. I'm already there. I'm already ahead of you in the battle. I've already cleared the path. I'm guiding you. Be grateful. Be thankful. Start enjoying the blessings that are here. Don't worry about what you don't know. Exactly. Yet. And it's hard. What you were just saying right there can apply to anybody who is listening to this. I just pray that Molly's story is encouraging you. I I mean, is there anything else that you want to share, Molly? You know, I just appreciate you, Ricky, so much because you have been an encouragement to me. And I awesome. do feel like that, that's, that, that it is important that we encourage each other. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's hard work sometimes shining and being the light that you feel like the Lord has placed you to be. Yeah. And it's, it's so important to have that encouragement to keep going. And you've been that for me. So thank you. And just thank being able you. to have the opportunity to share this has been very encouraging for me. Well, I love what you're doing. Thank you for sharing that. And I was telling Molly earlier that everyone says, oh, everybody has a podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> no, they don't. Because if they do in Pensacola, we would be friends and I would be asking them a million questions because I don't understand a lot. And there's like things that are changing in the podcast world and improving. And I'm like, what is going, like my favorite podcast the other day, there's a subscription for it. And I'm like, stop it. I want to listen. Have you ever read, um, or not read, have you ever listened to How I Built This? No. It's an NPR podcast and it's uh, by a guy named Guy, Ra guy Raz, I think. Um, but the, the point of this podcast is to encourage people to use their positions, no matter what it is, to broadcast God's love. And people come on and share their story, like how God has got them through 
to do this thing. Like with you, Golf yes. Coast Confidential. Well, on that podcast, they talk about how I built this. Like they'll be like, I'm so lucky and, you know, like bringing glory <laughs> to themselves. Yes. I mean, I know it's not a Christian podcast, but I'm like, the point of this podcast is to get people on to, for you listening to be like, I can unashamedly, that's not even how you say it. I, I can be unashamed of the gospel yes. and live and work and do and be with God, not only for God, but in relationship with him through going to the grocery store or yes. getting gas or picking up your kid from school or like screaming because you're late, you know, like, God, you're with me. I know you have a plan. Like, yes, know? it's true though. And to be the person that he wants you to be, because that is how we shine the most. Yes. You know, all of us are going through our daily lives, trying to accomplish this, that, and the other, be a good mom, yeah. you know, be a good wife, coworker, yeah. partner, neighbor, you name it. Yes. And it, those pressures can add up and we start leaning on our own strength, but the Lord's saying, you know, you don't have to. I have given you these desires and these gifts and these dreams for a reason. So I would say that to anybody out there today yes. who also, yeah, I would encourage you, you know, the Lord gave you your gifts and your desires and your dreams for a reason. And maybe yeah. it's all not going to wake up tomorrow morning and be everything you ever dreamed. It takes work to get there, but at the same time, he, that is the best way to, to be used, yes. you know, and to, and to really achieve, I guess that's what I started to say earlier is to I can achieve more by submitting to him and letting him use my gifts than I could ever achieve on my own using my gifts. Whoa, mic drop. <laughs> like, do I break the equipment or do I just set it down? <laughs> but that's ultimately my goal, you know, is to be satisfied as the perfectionist that I am. And I'm like, I cannot satisfy myself for sure. I will torment myself to death. Wait, hold on. I got to set the mic down. I'm dropping it. <laughs> Actual mic drop. I don't. Sorry, that was awesome. Oh, wow, thank Molly. you. Um, how do we connect with you? Oh my gosh, you can find me. I'm on uh, Facebook, of course. I have my own website, mollybarrows.com. Um, and actually, that that'd probably be the best place because from there you can find links to my uh, all my social media as well as my most recent stories and my video versions of my podcast as well as the audio versions. So. Yes, go on to our YouTube channel, like and subscribe, hit the bell. Yes, I love it. Thank you. I'm still learning all the the, the things to say for those. But yes, I'm on yeah. YouTube, Gulf Coast Confidential with Molly Barrows, um, and of course on. Any, anywhere you find your listen to your podcast is where I'm at. Okay. And the other thing is, I do know a lot of Christian women who like to listen to true crime podcasts. Like, this is the one you want to follow. I don't care <laughs> yes. where you live. Like, this is the one you want to follow. So. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ricky. Thank you for having me on today. I'm excited. Yes, good. At the end of every podcast, we always pray. So join us in prayer. Wherever you are, just join us in prayer right now. And just we're just chit-chatting with our Father Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for Molly. I pray for her podcast. I pray that Gulf Coast Confidential brings light to the things that you want and give Molly just the tools, the ability, just divine relationships to keep getting the stories that you want out to the public to shine your light. And Father, I just pray that you decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon.
Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi y'all, this is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>